This week's episode of The Solid Podcast is brought to you by Etched, also known as Etched Aloha. Etched Aloha specializes in custom laser engraving on a variety of products for small to medium businesses, corporations, teams, organizations, and of course, individuals. They can engrave anything from hydroflask to plastics, acrylics, leather, wood, even some metals, whatever you need. Anything you would like to have customized, give Etched a call at 270-1926. That's 270-1926. And don't forget, you can too get etched. Also brought to you by the Law Offices of Marcus Landsberg, also known as Landsberg Law Office. If you ever find yourself in a situation where you need a good lawyer, give Marcus Landsberg a call at 808-230-7419. That's 808-230-7419. Make sure you tell him that you heard it on the Solid Podcast and be sure to follow Marcus on Facebook and Instagram at Hawaii Lawyer. Once again, thank you for listening to the Solid Podcast. Aloha, everybody, and welcome to episode five of the Solid Podcast. I am your host, Doc Rock. What's on the menu for this week? First off, I'd like to say congratulations to Beaky. We talked about Beaky, the bike sharing organization here on the podcast in episode four. Of course, you can go back and listen to it if you missed it at solid.fm. But in the first week, Beaky was able to get over 11,000 rides. You got to give a big round of applause to them for that. Amongst all the craziness, amongst a lot of hatred and a lot of anger and a lot of problems that, hey, you know, quite frankly, they brought onto themselves. I am happy to see Beaky initial reaction to be somewhat of a success. Of course, it is way too early to guess what's going on. It's way too early to have a solid understanding of what's going on. But for right now, everything does look promising. Everything does look like it's coming up roses. So congratulations, and I wish them continued success. Now, I got some feedback about the last episode, especially on this topic, because we were talking about Beaky, and I had to not really defend myself because I don't defend myself. I just had to make some statements to let you know. I am not sponsored by, affiliated with, paid by, or any type of shrill for the Beaky organization. I just appreciate bike sharing. One of my worst headaches in the world, of course, is traffic, as most people. And here in Honolulu, traffic is horrible. I had the benefit of um, sort of being in the early discussions of bike sharing in Hawaii because when I had the greenhouse, uh, my location, along uh, with a couple of people that used to frequent the, the greenhouse, like uh, Ben and Aaron, uh, we just got in a conversation way back with my old partner, John Garcia. We talking about bike sharing because, you know, we had visited New York and San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, other cities that had successful bike sharing uh, setups. And we're like, you know, this would be really cool for Hawaii. Hawaii started on the mission, and of course, naturally, we thought, you know, this would be great. So I just had been a fan of it for a while because traffic is just something that is just pretty much ridiculous in our hometown here, as many other places around the United States or wherever you might be listening to this show. So I 
I guess in the last thing, it might have came off a little strong in over support. And, you know, I try to give a little bit of balance when we're talking about these topics. And so I think what I wanted to do this week is talk a little bit about the Beaky. I was going to say the Beaky. You sound like a grandpa when you say stuff like that. I was going to talk a little bit about Beaky, but from the perspective of what can you learn from Beaky and the Beaky rollout? What can you learn about the communication and lack of communication and some of the things that were created that sort of caused the kerfuffle that had everybody so insanely crazy about Beaky? Okay, so first, let's talk about a little bit of the the two sides of every coin, right? I think the first thing that drove people a little bit crazy, I guess we're going to talk about the rollout first. That's what I should say. Um, a lot of people were angry because there were, you know, two parking spaces randomly taken up in random spots around town. Uh, the second part of that would be just people have this misconception as to how um, civic budgets work. And they just assume that the money may be spent better doing something else not necessarily realizing that these budgets are compartmentalized. So if the transportation department is sort of the overarching umbrella for, say, Beaky, they wouldn't be able to take money that was quote-unquote spent on Beaky and pick it up and just slide it over to, like, school books. It doesn't work that way. Um, you know, some people made the valid understanding that, oh, maybe we should do this, uh, spend this money on fixing potholes. I want to be the first to tell you potholes will never go away here. Part of it is the amount of cars on the road, parentheses, a problem that could be solved by Beaky, close parentheses. Part of it has to do with a constant seismic activity. Part of it has to do with humidity. Part of it has to do with just the way um, the ground is always wet and dry, wet and dry because of the rain. Like our location is has probably some of the best uh, sort of conditions to create potholes. So they're going to keep filling them, but they're also going to keep coming back. And two of the things that will sort of help solve that problem would be getting some of the cars off the road. And that would be, you know, through, say, Beaky and Rail, two things that are very, very polarizing to people. And then so I guess one of the things I wanted to talk about is a lot of this could have been adjusted in the framing. Okay, so framing has to do with the way a topic is poised or presenting. When a topic is poised or presented in a manner that significantly affects our decisions or our judgments about that topic. So, for instance, human beings by nature are loss averse. So when you go and you say, hey, we're going to come up with this great solution and it's going to, you know, get 11,000 people on a bike within a week and that could help, you know, trail off some of the traffic. The people aren't hearing that. What they're hearing is you're taking away two parking spaces. Let's be real. If your business passes or fails because of two parking spaces, you're probably in the wrong business. That's that's just not going to like absolutely stop anything. But you can see how that happens. People see it as they're losing a parking space, not gaining, say, 
a potential amount of customers based off the amount of bike racks that are located in a, in a particular area. So like Kaka'ako, for instance, I think total bikes is somewhere between like 40 and 50. So instead of seeing it as missing about six to eight parking spaces, now you have 50 parking spaces for bikes. Bikes that would come in from, say, Waikiki or come in from downtown or come in from Makiki or somewhere like that. You see you see what I mean? So uh, also a lot of the businesses themselves, right? A couple of the bike rental guys, they immediately started having a conniption fit, assuming that bike rentals would go down. And one guy even went as far as to sell his bike rental business. And then same with the bike shops. I heard from one bike shop how they're mad because they think that it's going to affect their bike sales. But yet, talk about framing. Another bike shop was like, I can see this getting uh, Tyson off the chair and on his bike a couple of times with Vicky falling in love with cycling and the outdoors aspect and the you know community that goes with biking and then going out and buying himself a bike. So there are two ways to look at it. And it's really, you know, we talked about before the, the, the framing of victim mentality versus the seeing the possibility. You see, so what you have to take a look at is really how your brain can play tricks on you when it comes to making judgments and decisions about something that you haven't even seen yet. Like we have to have enough faith in the situation to see what happens. And Luckily, none of the racks are permanently mounted. They're all able to be moved. They can look at the data. They can look at, you know, consumer input and they can make adjustments. Any, you make a soup, it looks good. You follow the recipe, you taste it. It's a bit off. You add a little salt or a little pepper or a little vinegar or a little adobo spice or Chinese fire spice or whatever. You add something to add the flavor you fix and you adjust it. It's never directly straight on the, on the, you know, first beginning. So what this is saying to you is what you can learn from this was what my original point, if you're a business and you're breaking off something new and you want to figure out like how to best present this, don't just take the, the features and spit them out. Tech guys do this all the time. I'm a tech guy. People will say to you, oh, this comes with such and such a processor with a lot of memory and a really fast SSD and an 802.11 AC modem at 1900 kilohertz. And the person that's listening to them is just a cloud pulled right over their head because those features don't mean anything to them. If you say with this particular Wi-Fi chip, you can access the Internet at speeds that are probably 10 times faster than what you're currently using on your device. They can relate to that. They can understand that. You know, if you say to them that you're going to be able to edit this podcast at 20% faster with this new processor because of the way it handles media, people can relate to that. That makes sense to them. So when, when Beaky put their pricing up, for instance, they have the three pricing. It says $350 for a half an hour ride. It says $15 for a monthly pass. And it says $20 for a pass that grants you like 300 minutes that you can use at any, you know, which way, shape, or form. So what a lot of people did is they read the $350 and set an anchor at $350 a half an hour or $7 an hour. That initial anchor set says expensive. 
they didn't bother to see the other two pricing and then realize that if you were on a monthly pass and you rode that bike 30 out of 30 days, two times a day, your ride's down to 25 cents. That's insanely cheap. But then also, building on that confirmation bias, if one person, let's say Brian Brian reads this, Brian posted onto social media, like, oh, 350 is expensive. And then let's say Joe reads Brian's post, and, Bri- and Joe goes, yeah, Brian's always right about these kind of things. So Joe posts, oh, 350 is expensive. And then Mary posts, 350 is expensive. And then Tracy posts, 350 is expensive. And it spreads. You see, what people did was they took an initial confirmation uh, bias and they spread it. But also, you have a tendency to look for uh, anecdotal information, stories, and other things that will confirm the bias that you already set. You want to favor the evidence you already have in your head. So when someone like me posts the information that's completely to the contrary, you might not even listen. No matter how accurate or you know salient the, the point is, it still doesn't work because you were anchored on a negative. And once you're anchored on a negative and your brain sets in what's known as a confirmation, a confirmation bias, uh, that bias is very, very hard to unseat. Right. So then now you're in a system that's known as belief uh, preservations or perseverance in belief perseverance. You're going to go find things even more to highlight your belief. And even though you have really, really good data to show you to the contrary, it doesn't stick. Right. So in this case, it wasn't something that you looked at and figured out for yourself. You were following the information that was available to you. And that was available to you from a quote unquote trusted source. And then once you have that quote unquote trusted source, rather than going and check for yourself, your brain does something that's known as using an availability heuristic. And that's where you pick a mental shortcut. Instead of thinking it all the way through, you just go straight to that conclusion, AKA jump into conclusion based on physically salient or easily imagined examples. And it doesn't matter what the real odds or the real factual information is because your brain is set on that. This is something we talk about in racism in the country, like how if the news constantly puts in your head that, you know, blacks or Hispanics are or more likely to be criminals or more thuggish or more from the hood or more poor or whatever is people who've never even been in an environment like that automatically when they see someone that fits the description that say the news put out, you start freaking out. You got people in the country running around afraid of Sikhs because of their turbans when the Sikh isn't the type of Muslim that you're afraid of, you know, insert racist comment here. Sikhs are most likely the 7-Eleven people, not the 9-Eleven people. Sorry about the racist comment, but it's an easy example. You see what I'm saying? So don't let your brain play these tricks on you. And knowing that people's brains do play these tricks, if you are marketing a product, if you are marketing even yourself, if you're trying to get a job, you work with the information that you put out based on knowing that there are confirmation biases, based on knowing that people have uh, belief preservation, you know, based on availability heuristics, you want to use that in your marketing speak or your resume 
or you're speaking. You know, there's a way to put it out there so that it sounds better. Now, I don't expect Lori and the team at Beaky listens to the Solid Podcast, and I don't expect that they would listen to me. But if it was up to me, what I would have done first is break those other pricing down and prominent those, right? I would say the best value what can equal out to about 25 cents a ride is if you buy the monthly package. The next best value, which comes out to about $2 a half an hour or $4 an hour, is if you buy the $20 package. And if you're just testing and you want to get a feel of it, by all means, you're completely welcome to jump on the 350 package. And just by inverting the, the triangle, I think more people would have been a little bit more understanding of what this does. Okay. Also to the non, you know, say uh, Beaky employees out there, if you were just wondering like why this is so important to Hawaii, let's just throw out a uh, hypothetical here. If 10% of the population starts riding bikes, whether through Beaky or discovering cycling through Beaky and buying their own cycle. That would get somewhere in the neighborhood of about 75,000 cars off the road. Okay, so my bike is set up if the ride is less than three miles and I can carry it in a backpack, I will take the bike versus the car. That alone had did a couple things for me. It, A, gave me a little bit of exercise that I wasn't getting. And any exercise is better than none. Okay? Also, if I know that I'm going to go buy something like Haagen-Dazs or pizza or a big bowl of ramen, me and the homies will ride and then go eat the crazy stuff. Like, I'll ride here from Kakaako all the way up to Pioneer uh, Saloon in Montserrat and then eat a ridiculously crazy uh, plate lunch and then ride back. But in cycling those eight miles, <laughs> I kind of burned off all the calories I was about to intake. So I end up with a zero sum game. You see, it comes in handy. But you're also, when you're not thinking of just yourself, you're releasing the frustration of someone else on the road that would have to have put up with me. You know, and I consider myself a great driver. But, you know, every time I'm not on the road, I am loosening traffic. You know, if there's an opportunity to take a bus or take a, a cab or get a ride with a friend or ride a bike, the more we can get out of everybody bringing their own car, the better we can make this traffic situation. That better is the environment situation. It releases some of the stress and road rage for people like me who might get, you know, worked up on the traffic and then come back and, you know, uh, annoyingly snap at someone here, which I wouldn't want to do, but I'm sure I do it. Uh, you know, all of these things can be taken in, into consideration. So maybe what we should all do, I know I do, we should all hope that they have a raging success. I would like to see 25, 30% of the population rolling in the whole beaky thing. You know, so uh, I'm using them as an example but they're not the only example. So I just wanted to let you know that 
this this conversation about the tricks your brain plays on you when it comes to confirmation bias and um, belief uh, perseverance applies to a lot of things in life, you know. So hopefully you can sort of take that out of this general conversation that I wrapped around somewhat of a contentious subject and find a way to make that work for you. This is a work in project progress, people. None of us are perfect. I am far from it. Part of the reason why I do this podcast is literally to talk myself through some of the things that are going on when I too make those weird, you know, leaps, those cognitive leaps, sometimes in a positive way, sometimes in a negative way. So without, you know, letting your brain get too far tricking you, sometimes you have to step back and double ask yourself, hey, is this real or do I just think it's real based off of information that I already have? And how can I A-B test this theory or dig into it deeper to see if I can get to the root cause? So I just wanted to leave you with that. And again, folks, thank you guys so much for all of your support. Thank you for following the Solid Podcast. If this you found this by accident or someone shared it with you because they wanted you to hear this idiot talking on the mic, then, uh, of course, go to solid.fm and find more idiocracy or good advice. It really depends on how you frame it. <laughs> That's called a callback when you call back something that you brought up a long time ago. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening to the Solid Podcast. Of course, you can subscribe at solid.fm or on iTunes or the Google Play Store. Please rate us, like leave a star or leave a review if possible. And don't forget, you can always join in the discussion by sending me a message via Instagram or Facebook. It's The Solid Pod on Twitter, Solid Pod on Facebook and Instagram. And I look forward to your feedback. And you know, to my buddy who gave me the feedback on the initial show, uh, I really appreciate it, you know, because like I do want to cover both sides of a story because I think it's important. I think it's an important way to measure what's going on is to look at both sides. Like as much as it hurts, I, I have to pay attention to Fox News and Breitbart sometime to make sure that, you know, the left isn't just bashing the right so hard that they're missing any salient points. So I appreciate your feedback, people. Don't be afraid to send it. We'll make it better. This is only five of probably 500 episodes. So let's get it done. Thank you for listening to the Solid Podcast. I'm Doc Rock. Aloha. This and every episode of the Solid Podcast was brought to you by Landsberg Law Office. Thanks to Marcus Landsberg for sponsoring this show. Don't forget, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you need a good lawyer, you can give Marcus a call at 808-230-7419. That's 808-230-7419. Also, make sure you follow him on the Facebook and Instagram at Hawaii Lawyer. And before you ever talk to the police, tell them you need to call your lawyer and give Landsberg Law Office a call. Also, a special shout out to other sponsor, Etched specializing in custom laser engraving, laser cutting, and laser etching of gifts, promotional items, 
special occasions, funerary items, and more. If you in need anything burned with hot light, give Doc, yeah, that's me, a call at Etched LLC, also known as Etched Aloha. The number is 270-1926. Or you can send an email to info at etchedaloha.com. And thanks for sponsoring the Solid Podcast.